Mr. Duncan! That was a, uh, admirable display of poise and leadership. You know, you work real hard, and maybe I can get you a spot on the student council. The principal's a funny guy. Yeah, well, let me tell you something really funny. Class isn't schoolwork. Because from now on, that's the only business you're going to be conducting at Brandell. My only business, huh? If you want to stay in my school, it is. Your school? Your school shit, clown. Classes and schoolwork? You want that to be my only business here at Brandex, huh? You want that to be my only business, then you're gonna need this. Cause this school here is my school. And I make the rules. Welcome back everybody to another episode of THR Presents Stream Fiends. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are back. Uh, this week is my pick, and we are coming at you with the action drama. Was it action? <laughs> uh, a couple, couple scenes. <laughs> uh, 1987's The Principal. Some people think Rick Latimer shouldn't be a teacher. All right, bring him up. Linda, I want you wearing a broader class. Rick, grow up. I'm trying. And now he's been promoted to the bottom of the barrel, a war zone called Brandell High. His job, principal. Who do you think you are, Dirty Harry or somebody? So you're the new principal. Yes. Hi. Must be the captain of the debating team. No? Come from all over the district. They even come with their own customs and traditions. Burglary, weapons, truants, all them nice things. I want you guys to be comfortable here. I want you to think of the school as a home away from prison. Man, do you know where you are? Ain't you heard what they say about this school? His opposition, everybody. No more robbery, rape, or whatever the hell you've been majoring in here. No more! You talk too much. Can you tell me uh, what class this is for? Any class Victor Duncan tries to kill me in. This school here is my school. I make the rules. I want these guys put on temporary payroll security guards. But they're teachers! They're big teachers. His allies, just one. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I know you're glad. You'd be dead by now. They want to keep him out. If you're trying to reach me, I just cut your hand off. I got another one. He wants I want to make a school on this place. To keep them in. Give me five, I'll buy. Come on, I'm inside. Down low. Too slow, man. You can't just teach the easy ones and throw the rest in the garbage. You're not the principal here anymore. And if you come back tomorrow, you try, you're going over the body bag. James Belushi. I'll be here tomorrow. And Louis Gossett Jr. Hey, Rick. I'll be here too, man. In the principal. The new principal of a drug-infested high school joins with a security guard to clean it up. Okay, now let's Google. <laughs> see what um, 
IMDb says a teacher is assigned to be the principal of a violent crime ridden high school. Okay. <laughs> Directed by uh, Christopher Kane and the stars Jim Belushi, Ray Don Chong, Academy Award winner Lou Gossett Jr., Michael Wright, J.J. Cohen, Troy Winbush, Jacob Vargas, Isai Morales, uh, Kelly Joe Minter, and a bunch of other people in this. Um, Brian, what did you think of the principal? I've loved this film ever since I've seen it. I, I didn't. I didn't watch it when it came out. I probably watched it first time in the early '90s, and I just I've loved it ever since. Um, I love. I love the cast. Uh, Jim Belushi. I think he he's great as as the principal, El, El principal, or whatever his uh, motorcycle <laughs> helmet says. Uh, you got Radon Chong in there. There's Miss Orozco, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. What's his name? I always just call him White Zack of Shit. I don't know why that always sticks in my head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I wouldn't call it action. There's there's a, there's a few action scenes in there. It's more drama with a little little bit of comedy in there, mostly from uh, Jim Belushi. But um, yeah, it's 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 a good uh, clean up the the bad high school type films that were coming out at the time, and uh, I definitely recommend this to anybody who hasn't seen it before. Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, it's on there as well as uh, YouTube Premium. If you have that, out on um, Blu-ray, that too. Uh, yeah, I have it. I have it on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Uh, let me read the poster really quick. At a high school where the students major in arson, extortion, and assault, the new principal and the head of security just might be crazy enough to turn things around. All right. See, that sounds a little bit better than the, the one sentence we got. Um, but Were they uh, doing arson? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Um, I love this film because it was filmed in my hometown in Oakland, California, uh, as well as uh, some other scenes filmed in Alameda, which is basically right next to Oakland, little island, little garbage island. And uh, I believe the beginning scenes of the high school, the nice high school that's over the hill, uh, the predominantly white high school. Yeah, that was uh, filmed in Walnut Creek. And a lot of my friends were in this film. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't know they were filming this. I didn't hear about it until it was over with. Um, but uh, my cousin, he was going to go over there because uh, on the local radio station, I believe it was KSOL uh, 107. I think it was 107. I can't remember. Um, he went... Uh, or no, they were playing that they were they were saying, hey, there's a, a open. Uh, they need extras to be in this film that they're filming at this school. And uh, if you want to between the ages of whatever and whatever, if you want to come down and and be in this movie, uh, they need you. So I didn't know anything about it or I would have been down there. Uh, one of my friends, she got an actual like speaking part in this. So I don't know if she gets uh 
royalties or whatever every time this came on. This this was a movie that was pretty heavy in the, in the during the the cable era. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, got plenty plenty of plays, and then um, the syndicated stuff when it just came on, like TBS or TNT or USA, one of those ones. It made its rounds there. I don't know how the streaming thing works, but I mean, I'm sure everybody that's in this gets a uh, a few cents. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always loved this film when it came out after I heard about it and then I was like, all right, they were already pretty much done filming it. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Ramon, he had a t-shirt. It was a white t-shirt and it said, I'm in the principal, uh, on the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess they gave, uh, they gave those out to everybody that was in the film. Is that payment? So, um, I guess. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, one of my buddy, my friend Ramon, he told me, he was like, yeah, man, we were, um, he was in the scene. You could see him clearly. He was in the scene, uh, during the, uh, the riot they had in the, um, the auditorium and, uh, my friend Cherie, she had the speaking part. Uh, another friend of mine, Frank, I see him. He's just kind of standing around the background. My friend, Tony, you see him at the end, uh, standing behind the fence and, uh, some of my other friends that were like just in, in the backgrounds. And I remember there's a, a scene in the bathroom when Radon Chong is selling, um, I assume they were joints. Um, you see one of my friends, Roxanne, she's standing there. There's a bunch of little Mexican girls standing there with big, giant Aquanet hair, and she was one of them. So, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I've always loved this movie. Uh, James Belushi, uh, of course, I knew who he was, and his brother, John Belushi, is uh, how I found out about him. Uh, rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, I've always loved uh, Louis Gossett Jr. He was awesome in just about everything he's done. And I loved him in this. I thought he was really cool. He was tough. And some of the extras in this film, there's a, um, there's a, uh, a, a group, uh, the 38th Locos, I believe they were called. They had that. They had, they, they were in this movie. The guys that look like gangsters, other if they weren't actors, were real. <laughs> so there's one guy, uh, I believe his name was Puppet. Uh, I met him once, uh, and he, I, I, I assume he's still uh, still with us. I don't know. I haven't seen him in, in years, but he looks scary in this. <laughs> he, and he was really cool because I remember we, we were laughing around him. He was uh, friends of one of my friends. And uh, I just remember he was bald and he didn't have eyebrows or anything. I can't, I can't remember why it had some kind of a health issue, but, um, and he just looked rough and tough and he looked rough and tough in, in this film. Uh, so I assume that's why he was, um, uh, a pretty, he, I, they called them specialty extras. Cause you see a lot of people in this, especially there's this one, uh, white girl that's kind of just hanging out. She's just about in every scene, the classroom scenes, uh, scenes when they're just kind of standing around and they need students in the background. So I'm sure she got uh, a big cut. She had no lines, but they put her a lot in the film. But uh, the school that they used, um, it's in Oakland, I believe on Martin Luther King, kind of close to the uh, a few blocks away from the Children's Hospital. Um, it's not a hospital anymore. or It's not a, a school anymore. Last I heard, it was like a um, community center, senior center. 
But it was it was empty for a, a long time because there's one of the scenes when when you see uh, one of the doors it says Brandell and that's what they call it in this school. I don't know if they put that up there uh, when they were making this and just left it there. Uh, it's gone now. But the high school it's it's a uh, it's all cleaned up. I've never been inside of it. Um, the it's it doesn't look how it run down and beat up like it does in this movie. So. But yeah, this film was awesome. I've always loved it because I remember we saw it that weekend. It came out, and a lot of people that were that lived in my neighborhood were in it. So the the theater was packed. Um, the the first showing uh, Friday night, and I'm sure the the next shows after that because when we left, the line went around the corner uh, to to see this film. So, but it it was really cool. I've always loved it uh, mainly just because it was filmed in my hometown. And uh, it was it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, action. I guess there's some fight scenes in it, and if if you want to call that action, well, I guess there was a scene in, kind of in the beginning when uh, White Zach is hanging on to a fence and he's getting being dragged by a car. So there's a, there's a lot of motorcycle stuff in here. That's right. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, well, it's not James Belushi, but um, what the hell's his name? The uh, Latimer. I remember that. Uh, Rick. Rick. He, yeah, he's rolling around on a motorcycle. All right. For those of you listeners that are from the Bay Area, mainly from Oakland, um, we laugh at this film. I mean, not to be going on what's going on, but there's scenes of uh, Rick riding around on his motorcycle. There's scenes where he's like leaving uh, the tube in Alameda and he comes out. I, I understand they probably just went and filmed scenes all over the place of him riding by Lake Merritt, riding through West Oakland and all that. And I'm like, which way is he going? Because where the school <laughs> is, is going towards Berkeley. <laughs> and he's like going away from the high school and driving on. I'm like, where the hell is this guy he's going? taking the scenic route. <laughs> yeah, but... That's only if you know if you know Oakland. So, but I mean, it, it didn't take anything away from the film. But I did. Rem- I noticed that the first time. Uh, I was like, "Oh, hey, cool." And, hey, where's he going? Because <laughs> he, there's one scene where he's driving down San Pablo on his bike, and he makes a left, and he's heading towards McClyman's High School. And some people thought that was the school that they used, and it's another. That's not it. But, um, but overall, I mean, the film is awesome. I love it. I watch it. I don't know how many times I've seen it. I've seen it, I want to say, five times in the theater, and I saw once in the drive-in. Uh, a bunch of my friends, uh, we went and seen something else. I can't remember, but um, the principal was already pretty much almost done with his run, but they played it. Uh, it was the second film that we got to see, so I don't even remember the first film we saw. Something that was new that I can't remember, but this one I've always remembered every time that I'd seen it, but... Yeah, this is a story just of um, Rick Latimer, James Belushi. He's a he's working. He's a teacher at a much nicer high school, but he's riddled with personal issues. Because in the very first scene, which they film at, uh, I think it was Tommy T's. Was that the name of the place in Alameda? No, I'm sorry, Tommy T's is in San Francisco. That's another place. This the place. It's no longer there. It was a bar in uh, on Webster Street in Alameda. It's called um, Johnny B. Goods. I believe the building is still there. It might be something else, but it's not a bar anymore. He's in there. He uh, sees his ex-wife coming, comes in with, wasn't that her lawyer? 
<laughs> yeah, she was uh, dating the lawyer. <laughs> and then he sees her. Well, Rick is there trying to console himself with uh, some uh, flaming shots. And then the bartender and his buddies are like, hey, man, just forget her, forget her. But then she comes in with that guy and he gets all pissed. He grabs a, a bat that's displayed behind the bar and he goes after uh, that dude. And ends up uh, trashing his car. And did he get arrested? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's rainy, a rainy night in Alameda. And he, he gets arrested. And then he goes, um, obviously, he probably just let him go. Slapped him on the wrist and sent him on his way. He uh, goes back. To, we, we have a scene at, that, at the school that he works at. Uh, he gets called into this uh this meeting with the principals and I assume the school board as well as other teachers and uh, telling him that um, we got a position for you because he applied to be a principal and he goes, hey, well, we got a place where a school needs a principal. Uh, no, first, he first he thought they were going to fire him, but they're like, no, we're, we're going to promote you. We're going to make you a principal. So he's like, all right, cool. And then he's like, where? And then he tells him Brandell. And then he's like, he knows that school because it's got a huge reputation. And he's just like, not excited at all. But basically, they gave him the bottom line. Look, you're going to either be fired or you can go be a principal at this at this messed up school in Oakland. They never say Oakland at all, but we all know where it is. So he's in that position to like, ah, oh, fuck it. All right, I'll do it. So then he uh, goes over to school, but really quick. Um, I always love this uh, scene when he's uh, getting up in the morning and he's uh, making him something to drink, some hot chocolate mix, and he dumps uh, a Coke in there and <laughs> drinks it. I've never tried it. That seems like a lot of a little too much sugar. Because <laughs> later on in the film, he runs out of Coke and then he, he pours in a, a banquet, a Coors banquet, and drinks that with the chocolate and spits it out and then just drinks the beer and heads off to work. But... Can you ride a motorcycle? No, I'm not even trying. I remember I've ridden a dirt bike. I don't know if it's the same as those motorcycles you ride around. I'm too scared. I mean, those things start seem too heavy. I might lay it down and break my legs or something. Yeah, I've seen too many videos. I'm 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 cool. <laughs> so he gets to the school and it's just a dump, graffiti everywhere. And then he sees these guys running across uh, the um, the playground or whatever. And then this car. Well, I like that car. I don't know what kind of car it is, but it was a nice car. I think it was an Impala, but I can't be sure. Um, had a cool purple paint job. I remember that. And they go chasing after. Uh, it's um, These white guys are the ones that are on foot. And then, and then there's some black gentlemen inside the car that are chasing these guys. And they're kind of just driving around, and uh, one of them gets hit. He's trying to climb the fence, and the car goes crashing through it. And then they uh, he gets dragged. And then uh, Rick, the principal, he he goes jumps on his bike and goes chases after him. But then uh, one of the guys jump out of the car, and uh, his name is Emil, uh, Tony Winbush, and he runs up and tackles uh, what's his name, White Zach. Is what they call him. <laughs> um, his name is J.J. Cohen. Um, so 
They, uh, it's just two two different gangs. One gang is Victor Duncan's gang. We'll get to him in a minute. And I assume White Zack was the leader because that's all we ever see uh, of that gang. Because we see Victor <laughs> Duncan's gang and there's more of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you a gang of one? <laughs> Never see anybody with you. Well, he had some guys, but they all took off on him. I mean, get new homies. Always have homies that are going to stick around and help you out. And later on, when he gets in the fight in the at the assembly, I don't, I don't see anybody really helping him. No, <laughs> there was a couple of guys sitting there, but they might have just been there. <laughs> so, but, um, so Rick runs out and grabs them because they're fighting, and he kind of slams them to the side. All right. You see two guys beating the hell out of each other, and he just runs up. And how come those two didn't immediately turn and start to beat the shit out of Rick? I don't know. <laughs> They're really angry with each other. I don't know. Because <laughs> he grabs them, and then he takes them into the, into the, um, to the office and uh, tries to find out what's going on. And then we find out that they were in two rival gangs. Uh, from what uh, they're saying is, uh, is White Zack said something about Victor Duncan and Emil didn't like that. And he goes, don't you ever speak his name and this? And they kind of just get into it. There is a, um, I think he's the either the vice principal or the dean. His name was Darcy. I can't see his. Um, Robert Darcy. Is his that, name. that guy. Yeah, that dude is uh, Thomas Ryan. Um. And he's like, what? And then he's like, yeah. He goes, call the police and give me the expulsion papers. And he's like, uh, what, what are you talking about? And then while this is all going on, uh, Lou Gossett Jr. walks in, Jake Phillips. And he kind of just tells those guys to get up. And then Rick is like, uh, who, who are you? And I don't know where he took them. I maybe made him go bang erasers on the wall or something, but he kind of just took the, these two and walked out. But then Jake introduces himself uh, to Rick. But when Darcy and Rick start talking, they're like, I don't know if you got a good look at this place when you came in here, but the, the cops, this isn't their high priority. They, they don't come here. So because he was saying, because the cops are only going to ask you, why did you stop them? Because Rick was telling me, yeah, they were out there about to kill each other. So, I mean, there, there's neighborhoods like this in every city uh, in the country. So, but, um, but Jake comes back in and kind of tells him, hey, uh, if you uh, want to tour the resort, he goes, uh, just, just whistle. <laughs> so <laughs> this is when we get to the scene where Rick walks through the school. That's in between classes and it's just a bunch of kids uh, urban youth walking around in, in, in a fucked up hallway with graffiti everywhere. They they kind of a little embellished in there for the movie, but who knows? Maybe there there are some schools like this. I mean, we had we had ruffians and everything, but I mean, these guys uh, had knives in their uh, their lockers and uh, full of drugs joints mainly. I mean, there might be pills. And all that because they're kind of just walking around and he's just trying to tell them, yeah, this this is the this is this high school's like the end of the line for everyone that's gotten expelled out of any of the schools within uh, the area. Because Rick notices there were some guys uh, from the school that he came from. Uh, was it Willoughby? Was that the yeah. school? 
Willoughby. I always remember Willoughby because when uh, Bob from uh, La Bamba shows up, he's like, you're that fuck up teacher from Willoughby. <laughs> so, yeah, Jay kind of just lays down the law. This is this is the school and it's just. Basically kind of tell warning him that, yeah, these these kids don't play. And we just got to deal with them. I mean, even all the other teachers, because it's the, the teachers don't even seem like they give a shit. I mean, they're just there to collect a paycheck and maybe try to teach anyone that wants to learn. I mean, we had some students like that in our school that were just there. I mean, just never did homework or, or anything. And some of those guys were my friends. I had nothing else to do. I mean, because every time we cut school, it was like we didn't. Let's go do this, go do that. And then we ended up doing nothing but hanging out. And I'm like, man, this is boring. I might as well just stay at school and hang out. So, yeah, Some of those are on this podcast with you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I did my dirt and everything. But I mean, every time we went somewhere, it was like it would be fun for a little bit. And then it was like, all right, now what? So, but that was me. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go hang out in school. That's where all the chicks are. So let me go back over there. So, yeah. So Rick is kind of just like, uh, but all this, he's like, why am I doing here? As well as trying to talk to his, uh, his ex-wife. Was that his ex-wife or? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think they had already been divorced and he was, uh, trying to get her back and that's when he seen her at the or he was talking about his problems that's when he has seen her with the i guess it, that was her divorce attorney she's now dating <laughs> so so in between that he's looking through the one ads uh and everything but he knows that this this is it so um again he, he tries talking uh to his ex-wife he kind of stalks her I guess at her job and he kind of has a conversation with her trying to say let's work things out and uh, I got a better job I'm a principal I don't know how she found out but I guess all right because she because she when he told her I'm a principal now she goes yeah I heard at Brandel and just kind of smirked and then took off and he was like he was like ah, what does that mean and I ah, seems you know, like man. seems like everybody knows his business in this movie yeah, I mean, like his old school, they know where he got sent to the, the kids and everybody know where he's where he came from. <laughs> like it was like, they get this, where are they getting this information from? Because, yeah, I mean, when uh, he's back at school and he's kind of looking around, he sees um, uh, Eastside Morales. He goes running by. His name is Remy Ro- Rojas. I think that's how he says his name. I don't even think they ever even said his name in the movie. But yeah, it's I mean, Bob to me. Yeah, he's Bob from La Bamba. He's, but he's been in a ton of things. He's yeah. an all-star. What about Bob? It's always about Richie. I'm sorry, man. I can I love that movie, but it's tough to watch, <laughs> especially at the end. Oh, man. I mean, we all know the end of it, but I just cry my eyes out when he's on the bridge and goes, Richie! I was like, oh... It was on. It was on the other night, and I was watching it. And it was at the end, and I was just sitting there crying. Yeah, La Bamba's one of those movies, though. Whenever it's on, you just you just watch it. Yeah, no matter what part it's on, I'll sit yeah. there and watch it. So he sees him go running down the hall, and then he sees all these guys, these rough and tough Mexican dudes chasing after him, 
and then he kind of follows uh, Ramy, Rami, whatever, however you say his name. He's Simon Morales. Bob. He ch- he chases. He follows him into the into the gym, and he's looking around. He's like, "Hey, man, I know you came in here. Um, those guys are gone." And he goes, ah, "Well, you don't want to come out. You want to be a pussy about it." I ain't no pussy, motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, did I tell you to say it that way? <laughs> <laughs> Why, Esai, you were better than that. <laughs> you were rough and tough as Bob. Now you're all soft. I think this was after. It was either after or right before La Bamba. I can't remember. Well, I, I kind of always took it as, like, when you find out later he likes to write and stuff like that, that he's just kind of trying to be hard because of everybody else around him. Yeah, the school he's at, maybe the neighborhood he lives in okay. and everything. So but so he's kind of telling him, he's like, hey, man, he goes, well, we can we can uh, do something about them. We can get them busted. We can get them expelled. And he's like, do you know where you are? He goes, this is Brandell. And he goes, the garbage never leaves the dump. And then he goes, we he goes, man, we know all about you. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like telling him, hey, yeah, man, you're that fuck up teacher from Willoughby. <laughs> And he's like, what? He goes, man, he goes, so don't try to tell me anything because I don't have time for your side shit. And then kind of runs off and Rick's like, son of a bitch, which he said like over and over in this movie. <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, the, everyone does know about him because it's kind of like prison. I mean, where they know about him. I mean, even even some jobs that I've had. Or you know, even in high school, when we've had students come to our school and everyone knows Oh, that guy's from this school, and he leaves. He's from this neighborhood. I don't know how we all find out. Somebody knows somebody, and it just gets around, so we know who we who anyone is. So everyone knew who he was. So Rick is kind of like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna turn this school around. Kind of try to be like, um, who was um Morgan Freeman's name and Lean on Me. Oh, Joe Clark. Yeah, I love that movie. I think we do that one at some point. <laughs> but so he's, he kind of goes into the into the school teachers lounge and tells everyone, hey, man, I want you guys all to get all the kids for a student assembly uh, in the auditorium. And, and the teachers are like, what? And he goes, do you know what can happen? And he's like, nope, get everybody in there. So th- this scene was funny. You get all the kids in the whole school, in one place, in one room, in the in the auditorium, and it's just chaos in there. <laughs> Everyone just kind of—I assume it was all right to smoke in the school because you see guys in the back smoking cigarettes and who knows what else, <laughs> throwing shit, and they're all just talking. And, and but then Rick kind of comes in and quiets them down for a minute, and he goes, "I only got uh, two words: no more." And you hear someone in the, in the crowd who goes, hey, I got two words for you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone starts like, I think that was White Zach that said that. <laughs> so he's just trying to tell them, like, look, man, he goes, we ain't doing this shit anymore at this school. We're going to turn the school around and you guys would have listened to me. And then uh, we see this is when we're introduced to Victor Duncan, Michael Wright. Uh, he comes walking. He's in the back, and he, we just see him standing there in his long trench coat. And Rick is kind of like, "Hey, uh, can you guys uh, can you sit down?" Uh, and he's then Jake. He's kind of pointing his finger, 
and then uh, some of Victor's gang gets up and they see White Zach. He's sitting there in a chair, and but he turns around. None of his gang gets up. Yeah, man. A few, <laughs> uh, Emil and a couple of the other dudes <laughs> walk uh, up this, on White what's, Zach. What's, what's, the, what's the other guy's name? JoJo? Yeah. <laughs> white Zach, he's sitting there with, who knows, maybe just some, some other white kids. Uh, but they probably yeah, were part of his gang until they, Victor Duncan's gang came in. Then they were just <laughs> students after that. And everyone just fucking pushed out on him. <laughs> so they get into this big old fight, and then I don't know for some reason everybody's ah. So there's a big riot in the auditorium. Uh, Rick goes trying to run through, trying to get to him. I don't know where Lou Gossett was. He kind of like, when he told him, hey, can you make him uh, sit down? He kind of just walks off to the side. <laughs> so he goes up and they kind of, security guard comes and they kind of break up the, the school, or break up the fight. And uh, Rick runs after uh, Victor and stops him and tells him that, hey, man, this is no more. Uh, this is my school. And then Victor kind of, it's the, the, the clip that played in the beginning of, of the episode. That's uh, what he was saying. But um, Victor was telling him, like, look, man, he goes, this school here is my school. And I make up the rules. And he pulls out like a switchblade. He pulls it out on him, but then he flips it around and hands it to Rick. I don't know how strong it is, and I don't know how maybe this is just one of those little cheap uh, corner store switchblades. But he like breaks it in half and then just throws it on the ground. Uh, they're just trying to show you how strong Rick Latimer is. <laughs> he, he tells him, no more, not in my school. And then Victor kind of just walks out. Like, and uh, that um guy, uh, that one one dude, the one Mexican guy, the scary looking dude, Puppet, he's just standing there looking rough and tough. He's got the hat on. He's got the bandana. He's got his cane. And it's like dead silent in there. He just... Snaps his fingers and then everyone <laughs> starts going to class. Oh, Rick kind of does some uh, research on who uh, Victor Duncan is. That that's this is what made me laugh. He's a student at the school because he's got his records there, and obviously they probably just don't care. I'm sure all the teachers know him. Uh, Jake knew him, Lou Gossett Jr., because he's the one that told him. He was telling him, but yeah, uh, White Zach and Victor Duncan's gang are uh, at, have a beef with each other. And it was, it looked like a police record that he was <laughs> <laughs> He had his mugshot and everything. And all his, I don't know, convictions or whatever that was in this file on him. So he kind of knows who he is. But then Rick is still trying to clean up the school. And then because he, uh, we get there's a scene in the hallway. This is where my friend Cherie was standing. She was the one that was dancing uh, in the hall. And that one dude, the little Mexican guy, was sitting there with the radio puffing on uh, something. And he walks up and, uh, hey, where'd you get this? And then he kind of just points uh, to the bathroom, but he shuts the radio off. And Cherie uh, kind of walks up. Nope. He goes, he ain't turning off. Fuck that. He ain't turning off my music. <laughs> And he goes into the bathroom, and this is when we see uh, Tina, Trina, uh, Kelly Jo Minter. Yes. Uh, she's in everything. She was like queen of the 80s. She was in 
all kinds of things. Horror movies, comedies, this movie, that movie. She an all-star. I loved her in, um, what was that movie? Summer uh, School. Summer School. Yeah. <laughs> I liked her in that movie. Didn't know how to drive. No. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't even read or write or anything. So he goes in there and he's holding a joint that he took from that guy. And he's like, hey, man, uh, I think I want to return this. The mine's been uh, dipped in, I don't know, battery fluid or something. And she goes, hey, man, what are you doing? He goes, don't touch the merchandise. He goes, you can't do nothing unless you make a deposit. And he, she's got like a tray of joints. And um, I think there were those KJ joints, the ones that are dipped and, and whatever. Yeah. So she like, he goes, hey, I'm making a deposit. So he grabs the whole tray from her. She's like, what are you doing? And he just dumps it in the toilet. Some of them fell off the tray because you see all those girls leaning down on the ground, picking them all up. And then she's like, hey, he goes, he goes, you know whose those are? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, and you tell that somebody, he goes, I'm in the office down at the end of the hall. And then she's kind of like, all right, man, someone's going to come see you. So we kind of see that the, 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 the pot's getting turned. Uh, Victor's starting to know what's going on. Why? Again, why Zach's there, but they, we don't really know much of his gang. He just kind of, no <laughs> he's the one man gang. He just kind of pops in here and there. Uh, Victor Duncan is the gang they kind of focus in on uh, on this. Yeah, because they tried to. He's the leader of the. They kept saying the whites. And I'm like, yeah, not a lot of white kids at this school. You got a handful of them in there. Yeah, and they're not. Apparently, they're not rocking with white sacks. So. <laughs> no, they're just there hanging out. <laughs> so, but I love the scene when they, uh, uh Rick kind of gets some. Um, uh, he well, he he wanted like all the security in the in the in the principal's office, and it's only uh jake and two other guys and he goes well, where's all the security he goes, this is it and they're like oh so he kind of gets uh, the next scene we see we get him um there's uh some other teachers in there i think they're like the football coaches or something these are some big yeah. guys and uh darcy's like what he goes what are you and he goes hey we need to make these guys temporary uh Security guards. And he goes, but they're teachers. And he goes, yeah, but they're yeah, big teachers. Big teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume maybe security gets paid more than teachers because those guys are pretty happy. And Yeah, they're, they're high-fiving in the background. I don't think I, it works I, that way. <laughs> I think, well, according to, to Rick, they're going to get paid as a teacher and then get paid as security guard. Well, all right. Well, I'd do that too. But, but then I'm like, all right, well, you're going to teach, then you got to run out in the halls and and make sure everyone's uh, going where they're going. Because I love this scene because they're basically t- t- security and everybody are taking, trying to take the school back. Because this is when we see the scenes and everyone's in there doing dirt and everything. Guys are breaking into the vending machines and students are running wild, but they basically just clear the halls. Is this That's when they're playing the, the set it off song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this part's funny though because it was like I assume they were just grabbing guys and throwing them in the nearest classroom. I'm like, is this shit? Are you sure this is their class? They could just be there hanging out. So That's why the teachers are so angry. <laughs> the kids probably don't even belong in those classes. 
Yeah, because that, that's what that's what uh, what's her name, Ray Don Chong was saying. Because um, I think it was JoJo, they bring him in into the class into um, what the hell was her name? Uh, Roscoe. Yeah, Hillary Orozco. We never never even hear her first name, but um, they bring in uh, Jim Belushi brings in uh, JoJo and him. You know, sit down, take this seat. And then he's just kind of like, he walks in and he sees a uh, meal. He's sitting there in class and he goes, hey, man, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, man, just chill. You know, the Vicks is going to hear about this. So there was a history class. So so he wasn't supposed to be in class? I guess not. I guess he was supposed to be where, where the rest of the gang is. Uh-huh. So uh, White Zach's in there as well. Jojo and Emil and uh, everyone else is just kind of hanging out. But this is uh, what's his name in the classroom as well. Um, uh, Joker, <laughs> Jacob Vargas. Uh, he's uh, Arturo Diego in this. I was just watching uh, next Friday the other night. <laughs> Mastic <Aztec> Warrior. <laughs> Don't look at me. <clears throat> um, no so locked he, doors. <laughs> He's a short gentleman. Uh, Selena's brother, for those of you that's seen the movie. Um, he, he's really young in this. This is probably one of his first films. So he's just sitting in there. And uh, Radon Chong, th- th- this must have been like the last five minutes of class. Because then they uh, the bell rings and everybody jumps up and, and runs out. And then... Uh, Rick, um, he's there, and then uh, Mr. Roscoe just kind of lights into him. He goes, "Man, what, what, what are you doing, man?" He goes, "You're, we're t- I'm trying to teach a class, and then you bring in these thugs." And he goes, "I resent you." And she goes, "Now, oh, fuck you!" And just kind of just storms out of the classroom. Uh, little Arturo is still sitting there, and Jim, uh, Rick's like looking at him, and he goes, "He goes, she likes me, man. I could tell." <laughs> <laughs> so, but. So he's just trying to clean up the school and everything. Um, geez, what happened after that? Uh, I think uh, they had that meeting in the teachers uh, in the office because all the teachers are pissed off of all the, the extra kids in class. And then the Darcy needs him to sign that paperwork because uh, what's her name? Kelly Jo Mitch's characters wants to drop out of school. Well, that's right. Yeah, she she wanted to leave school because I don't know. I guess she was making money selling uh, joints for Victor. Yeah, because uh, come later when he goes to her house, you find out uh, she has a baby that she's taking care of. Yeah, that scene was in West Oakland, which isn't that far from uh, the school. So yeah, because uh, he does find out that, and he he's just he's just trying to really help. All these kids. So he kind of goes to her apartment and tells her, "Look, um, she goes, I, I can't afford it. I mean, I, I got a, I got a son to take care of." And she kind of goes into basically telling her the struggle is real. And he goes, "You do what you have to do to survive." And he goes, and he goes, "Have you ever heard a kid crying?" And he's like, "Yeah, I've heard crying." And he goes, "Have you ever heard a kid crying when it's crying for food and and the only thing you're gonna do whatever it takes." To make sure that kid's got food in his mouth, which I understand. But and she's a young, teenage mom uh, by herself, 
mm-hmm. in some apartment building where they just rent uh, apartments to teenagers. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my friends are teenagers. I don't know how they got apartments, but they did. Um, so, but he was like, look, I'm, I'm trying to help you. So she's like, all right. He goes, why don't you be uh, in class? I'll try to help you out as much as I can. And uh, come meet me at six in the morning and uh, I'll help you study. Because he wanted her to graduate and just get uh, a high school diploma and so she can get a better job. Yeah, I think he said she was like three months away. Yeah. So she's like, all right. So next morning he's sitting in the classroom. She comes walking in and tells him, like, hey, yeah, uh, my little son, he was uh, asking about you. And, uh, and he's like, okay. She goes, well, let me go to the bathroom. So he's like, all right, hurry up. So he's sitting there. And all of a sudden, he hears this ruckus outside. And he goes to the window and looks. And he sees these dudes tearing his his motorcycle apart, like just piece by piece. And he's like, hey! Ah, and then we see these guys coming in behind him. And someone puts a towel over his head. And then they just commence to, to whooping his ass. It's JoJo, Emil, and that other guy with the curl. So the guy that's clearly way too old to be going to high school. Yeah, a big man. <laughs> uh, shout out to anyone that's still rocking the curl. <laughs> oh, my buddy Tony, man, he had one, and his curl was just dripping all the time, and I hated it. I was like, dude, <laughs> come on. That uh, activator or whatever it was that was in there. It is a starter jacket for you OGs from the '80s. You remember those those sad those sad looking <laughs> starter not jackets? As, not as worse as my boy. Uh, speaking of Michael Wright, when you seen him in the Five Heartbeats, yeah, <laughs> my boy had that haircut, the, the slick back, straight hair. Yeah. Oh man, and uh, yeah, it was a red uh, a red Sixers uh, starter jacket and. The back of his jacket was just, I don't know if that's oil or whatever it was that they stuck in the hair to make it all look, you know, slick and greasy. But there was this big, huge oil stain <laughs> in the back of his jacket. I remember he fell asleep on the bus, too. And then, we, hey, man, he just stopped and he got up. His head was leaning against the window. And we got up. I looked at the window and there were just streaks. I was like, Tuh. <laughs> Good old 80s, everyone. So, yeah, um, Jake, uh, he gets to, not Jake, um, Rick, he gets the shit beaten out of him. I mean, they like, they covered his face and just whoop his ass. And that last, uh, Jake's laying there, or um, Rick's laying there, and one of those dudes just walks up and boots him in the face. And uh, Emil's just kind of, he sees him and he's like, oh, man, like he just kind of, he's got that, why did I do this look? And then Rick kind of comes to all beat up, bloody. And he goes down and he sees his motorcycle and it's all just in pieces. He picks up. Um, he, he, was it the gas tank that he threw at those guys? Yeah. He walks into the, the auto shop and it's uh, Arturo and um, and Bob and, and the rest of the the rest of the gang, all, all these uh, Mexican guys. And he throws that thing against uh, his gas tank against the wall. He's like, who did it? And everyone's just looking at him. And Bob walks up. We can't tell you. 
And he's like, fuck. But then Arturo's like, hey, man, we, we can we can fix it. We can put it back together for you. And he's like, all right, man, just the way it was. So Rick's kind of like, uh, he goes off. I know Jake kind of went off on him earlier because um, he because he thought that uh, Victor and those guys were going to kill him. And Jake's like, man, he goes, he, you don't know who you're playing with, man. This this ain't the school that you came from, basically telling them all that. These guys will just kill you and not even think about it. So this is when he tells them his fear of just one day coming down to one of them and he knows that I'm going to kill him or he's going to kill me. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's what he was telling them. But, I mean, I don't think that's something you should be saying out loud, especially if you're talking about minors. <laughs> It, it don't matter, man. You you kill a minor, you're going down. It, it doesn't matter what, what it is. <laughs> the way the laws are now, man. They, that whole crew of them could be trying to kill you, and you kill one of them, that's it. <laughs> so, well, that Duncan's whole crew don't. They look like they're like have to be second or third year seniors. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, these guys are clearly in their twenties. <laughs> Emil is the only one that looks like. Um, the right age teenager. Yeah, but the one guy we were just talking about with the jerry curl and the mustache, <laughs> the, the big buff dude. <laughs> it was like, I was like, when were you supposed to graduate? <laughs> and I like to see when uh, Rick goes walking back into the auto shop and uh, they come rolling out his motorcycle all put together, all nice, new paint job, everything. And then he looks at on the gas tank, it says El Principal, as well as his helmet. And he's like, I said the way it was. And they like just look at him and he's like, eh, it's cool. So he <laughs> he's, he's running around with a bat now <laughs> in, in high school. So <laughs> he gets on his bike and he's riding around. I don't know. Jake yells at, yells at him after this. Because he, he's got his bike and he follows uh, um, Duncan and his gang. And they're doing a a drug buy out in the open <laughs> during the day on a busy street where everyone could see him. But, uh, okay, Oakland. <laughs> so <laughs> he rides up. We see these uh, shady-looking guys. Uh, and I don't know if they're buying pills I guess look like ecstasy pills or something he goes hauling ass by really fast and then push, hits the hits them with the bat or hits the suitcase and then all the pills go push, everywhere and they're like ah they, they all pull out the little fucking 22 pea shooters <laughs> <laughs> one of them one of the other drug dealers points his gun at him and and uh Victor's like, no, I'll do it, and takes the gun away from him, and they all go hauling ass after him, so they're having a uh, motorcycle car chase. Who's Ooh. paying for the drugs after that? Someone has to. I yeah, mean, it's all over the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe someone else was there picking them all up. No cops around, so they didn't have to rush. So, yeah, they're chasing him uh, through the streets of uh, West Oakland. And then Rick goes back uh, to the school. He goes hauling ass into the into the schoolyard, and uh, Victor Duncan and his gang go crashing. They go flying in there too. 
Uh, Rick's sitting there on his bike. Duncan's hanging out the side, and he's pointing his gun at him. And then Rick's just looking at him. Then he kind of looks up. And so does uh, Victor, and he sees all the students. They hears the commotion outside, and they're all looking out the window. And Rick's kind of goes, hey, man, you're going to look pretty good in, in a cell or whatever he says to him, basically telling him you're going to go to jail. And then Victor just looks at him and goes, nobody's seen nothing. So I, <laughs> I was confused about the scene. If you know nobody's gonna say, see nothing or say nothing, why did you just go home? <laughs> uh, well, Rip, he don't know. He, he didn't. He doesn't know the streets. He's from the other side. He's from Walnut Creek, where it's where it's all nice over there. Um. So, I mean, he just assumes this is how he knew life on the other side of the hill is how life is in, in Oakland. But, nope, it ain't like that. But oh, new Oakland geez. has changed, everyone. For all you G's that are still living down there in the town, man, it is not the same. <laughs> it's, it's gentrified. It's, quote, unquote, new Oakland, and I don't like it. But that's still home to me. <laughs> How would you feel if you're running with your boy and then he was just like home, James? Well, he's the leader, man. <laughs> but I, I don't know who was driving, but plus he was holding that little 22. <laughs> so you didn't want to argue with him. Um, I don't know how you become the leader of these gangs. I assume you could fight and everyone was scared of you, but I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we didn't have a leader. We were all just hanging out and we all had each other's backs. But... <laughs> This is when uh, Jake lights up Rick. What are you, he goes, you're lucky I'm not fucking uh, sweeping up your dead white ass out off the ground in there. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> and that's when he that's when he tells me, yeah, he goes, he's either going to kill me or I'm going to I'm going to kill him or he's going to kill me. And um, that, that's what uh, Jake was telling him, too. He goes, yeah, one day he goes, me and that boy are going to lock horns. And he goes, there ain't going to be no overtime. It's either going to be him or me. So Rick's kind of like, oh. And then he's kind of really thinking about, all right, yeah, I guess what I'm doing is is stupid. But he's still trying to turn this school around. Rick might give him some overtime for that. <laughs> so, um, uh, Emil, how did he? Oh, oh, uh. Rick's kind of this. The scenes, the scenes are just jumping all over in this. Um, he hears a commotion. Rick hears a commotion in Mr. Orozco's class. Oh no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let me, let me back up. Um, we gotta, we gotta get to the the White Zach incident. Yeah, he, um, Mr. Orozco was in class because she, uh, she got that the that first scene when we go into that she kind of uh, embarrassed uh, White Zach. All right, uh, Jeff. Jeffrey J. Cohen. His name is Zach Mobby. I don't know. I never heard his last name, but all right. <laughs> we, they, we just do him as White Zach. So, One man gang. Yeah. So, of course, he, he was pissed off at Mr. Roscoe for her just basically clowning him in the class because everyone laughs at him. Yeah, what do he say? He was saying the Mills got his tongue so far up. Victor's uh, ass, he can taste his lunch, and then she was like, "What do you speak from uh, from experience?" And then the bell rings, and he jumps up. <laughs> so I assume he was mad for that. So uh, it's end of school. She's still in her class. Um, 
But I mean, the the neighborhood, the the school. I mean, you still got, you just gotta look over your shoulder wherever you go, because she kind of walks out into the hall, locks her room, and looks up around, looks uh, up and down the hall, makes sure things the closest clear. And she starts walking down the hall, and then we see somebody in a mask kind of just pop around uh, the corner, and she's like, ah! So she runs back into her classroom. And this person is running up. We all know who it is. You can clearly see he's wearing the exact same clothes that he wore <laughs> through the whole movie. <laughs> so with his uh, Levi's jacket, denim jacket. So he's uh, runs up to the window and she's looking in. He's peeking in. He like licks the, the 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 window of the door and then she runs over to the other door. But he makes it over there before her and he comes busting in. And um. So he's like uh, attacking her, like he's about to get his rape on. Um, this Rick. one, this one thing he does—it's not funny. I mean, it is funny to me, but I know the scene's serious. But he gives her like the shoulder check, and it reminds me of like in wrestling when they do the weak ass little shoulder thing in the in the corner of the ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he um. So he's throwing around, kind of, he's slapping her up and everything. And then um, he, oh, uh, Rick, and uh, he's he's about to leave. He's outside on his bike, and he sees, um, uh, what's his name? Arturo. Arturo, he's out there, kind of hanging out, uh, throwing a tennis ball against the, the wall. You know, like, what are you doing here? Because I'm just, uh, got nothing at home. He goes, well, why don't you just hang out at home, man? What's at home? And he goes, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm just waiting for uh, Mr. Roscoe. And they're like, ooh, you got a little boner for the teacher? <laughs> so it's kind of just giving them uh, the business. And then all of a sudden, we back in the classroom, uh, Ms. Roscoe's fighting for her life. She throws a wind, uh, a chair at, at uh, White Zack, and he gets out of the way. And poosh, goes crashing through the to, to the street. They're like, think, either three floors up in this school. So uh, Jake turns or uh, Rick turns his bike around, takes off, and uh, Arturo goes running in, and then this is when Rick just <laughs> rides his bike up and down the stairs of the hall and <laughs> goes yeah, crashing here, in there. Here's your action. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, hauling ass down the hall, and we hear uh, Mister Rosco screaming, and uh, White Zach. He we know it's him, but he takes off the mask. I ain't gonna be needing yeah. this. Why does he take it off? I, I don't know. <laughs> She's stupid. I mean, what what happened for him to be like? Oh, I'm not going to need this anymore. <laughs> so he, he made, I mean, he didn't do anything. It looks like he was almost to that point. Um, and Rick comes crashing through, and then him and uh, White Zach get into a fight, and uh, both beating the hell out of each other. And then Rick just like knocks White Zach into the. No, that was at the very end. And he knocks him into the garbage can. <laughs> um, so he like he just beats him, knocks him out, I guess. And then uh, he's laying there, and uh, um, um, no, what's her name? She's laying on the uh, on the desk, Miss Orozco. And uh, Arturo comes in. And he's crying, looking at her because she's like all beat up, blood coming out of her nose and everything. So the cops take away White Zach. The ambulance comes, takes away Miss Orozco, and uh, Emil's just or um. Yeah, Emil. No, not Emil. Uh, Arturo. He's just sad and he's just like, oh, man. So 
next day, uh, Rick hears something going on in uh, Mr. Orozco's class. So he goes in there, and um, Arturo is on the back of Emil. And he's, he's holding on. Yeah, he's holding on to him, and Emil's just like swinging him around, and he's fighting. And he goes, hey, what are you guys doing? He kind of breaks him up. And he's like, uh, Arturo's like, um, Emil, help White Zach get Mr. Orozco. And Emil's like, man, I don't know what you're talking about, man. That ain't me. And he goes, well, fuck you, man. And he's telling him, he's like, all right. So he just kind of tells everyone, just sit down and calm down. No one no one gets in trouble. But Emil's like, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to do with that. So he's like, uh, well, well, they were like, well, we don't have a teacher. Well, no, they had a teacher, but he left because I guess his kids were too wild. So... And he goes, well, all right, I'll be your teacher. And then, what are you trying to in learn? the back cracks me up. He thought he was all rough and tough. You're the principal, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Louis Gossett Jr. like leans in and tells him, you're overacting, kid. Calm down. Yeah, sit down, bro. That's a little too much. <laughs> so he's uh, he's running the class now. So um, Emil's, uh, no, he... um. Emil said something, something snotty. Oh no! One of the he he, uh, he was a history question. I can't remember what he asked him, but one of the girls, uh, one of the students in the classroom, answered the question, and Emil was like, "Ah!" He goes, "Teacher's pet or something, schoolgirl, something stupid like that." And the next thing seen, we see we see Emil in the principal's office doing push-ups, and then uh, uh, Arturo comes walking in. And then he's like, uh, he's talking to Rick and he's like, hey, man, um, I'm going over uh, Mr. Roscoe's stuff. And he goes, but um, this is your work. And he goes, there's a problem with it. And he goes, what? And he goes, I can't read Alien. So he turns it around because it's written all crazy graffiti street style. And But um, uh, Arturo's like, well, Mr. Roscoe said I can do it this way as long as I turn something in. He's like, I, he goes, I can't read this. He goes, write it in English. And and he goes, well, she's trying to help me. And then she helped me every day after class. And he goes, well, and she goes, here, we're we're reading this. And it's, um, I don't know what level, earlier level reading because Arturo yeah. couldn't read. So, cause, so he was like, all right, well, Rick, I mean, he looks at it and like, oh, okay, well, all right, let me, we're just going to have to start from the beginning again. So he's trying to help. Our tool or read like here, okay, here, read this, and it's just like little uh, stories for like kids in the begin when you're learning in the beginning stages of learning how to read. Um, even when I first saw this in the film, um, the first time I had seen this, I didn't think it was funny because I knew friends like that, mm-hmm. all rough and tough, but they had no kind of reading skills because they were too busy running around the streets and everything. So I knew that. I mean, I I, I didn't think it was funny at all because I knew I had friends like that. So he's Emil's or no, uh, Emil's still out there doing pushups. Uh, Arturo is reading this book and it's like, um, Oh, this, the, the turtle is big and smaller or whatever. However, the story was going and Emil's kind of leading. Hey man, he goes, that's a baby book. Why are you reading a baby book? And Arturo he ain't no punk. And he's like, what man? He kind of jumps up and then, uh, he kind of comes charging. He goes, what's your problem? And then Emil comes charging him. I got a problem with you, man. And then Rick's telling him, he goes, look. And he goes, man, he goes, what? You think you're such a you're such a smart guy here? 
read this. So he hands it to him, and Emil just reads it like it's nothing. And then he's like, he looks at him, he goes, he goes Mom's read to us at bedtime. And then he's like, well, good. Go home. <laughs> so he kind of leaves him. <laughs> so he leaves, and Arturo tells him, he's like, yeah, he goes, I heard that uh, he left Victor's gang. And Rick is kind of, hmm. So we see Emil kind of hop the fence and he's uh, going down the street and Rick comes riding up talking to him like, hey, man. He goes, uh, what's up, man? He goes, you need a ride home or anything? He's like, nah, man. He's like, uh, he kind of basically tell him about, what do you know about uh, Mr. Roscoe? And he goes, look, man, I don't know nothing about that. And he goes, um, Victor wanted me and uh, the other guys to chase out, uh, chase out White Zach and all the other Whites. Basically, kick out all the white kids out of the school, and he goes. They wanted him to. Um, they, Victor wanted a meal to help White Zach get uh, get Miss Orozco, but he said he goes. I told him no. So all right, really quick, White Zach and Victor were they teaming up? Because that's what it made it seem like. I, I I always took it as they were teaming up, but I think. He knew why Zach was going to get caught. So he was teaming up, but knowing that he was going to get caught and that would be the way to get rid of him. And eventually the other three white kids in school. Yeah. And he's the one man gang. So he had to back up. So, so he, uh, Emil told him that and he's like, no, nah. he goes, I just told him that I'm done. I, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. So, Rick is kind of like, well, all right, man. He goes, cool. I mean, just he's really cool with him. He goes, all right, man. Well, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. And he kind of jokes around with him. And then uh, he goes uh, riding off. But then we see Victor off in the cut. Yeah. Seeing Clearly him. standing right there. Yeah, right out <laughs> in the open in the, in the daytime. <laughs> he sees Emil talking to Rick. So next scene, we see Rick walking up down the halls of this empty high school. And uh, he hears some noises, like uh, people running on the roof. So he kind of looks up, and there's this, like, skylight. And we just see this body come crashing through. And it's a meal, all beat up. And he's hanging uh, by a rope uh, around it. He had rope around his feet. And Rick's like, ah! He just starts screaming and just trying to hold him up and screaming for help. So Emil gets hauled off to the hospital. And this is when... Uh, Rick's just like had enough. He, Montage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he goes and uh, he goes uh, into the, like, I assume the lunchroom or the lunch hallway. I don't know where it was, but there was some tables and everyone's sitting there eating lunch. And he sees Victor. And uh, Victor looks up at uh, Rick and goes, How's it hanging, dude? And he holds out this, this noose. And then Rick just runs up to him and everyone gets out of the way and he just slams him up against the wall. And basically, you tell him, look, man, I can't prove what you did uh, to, to Emil. And he goes, but he goes, next time you do that, man, that's it. Basically, just threatening him, but not threatening him. Because, I mean, I assume he knows what what not to say. But um, Victor's like, nah, fuck that, man. He goes, if you, he goes, you can't do that to me next time. He goes, you come back tomorrow, you're going to be leaving in a body bag. I I expel you, fucker. (laughs) Drooling everywhere. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, Rick turns around. You threatening me? And he just looks at him. You come back tomorrow, you're dead. And then he just kind of walks off and wipes the slobber out of his mouth. And everyone's kind of giggling around. And Rick's just like, oh, fuck. All right. What, what did I get myself into? And same thing. Jake's going kind of like, oh, man. All right. Man, well, we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> so the whole school knows that Victor threatened uh, Rick. Uh, the next day we get to school. Whole school day is over with. Um, the Rick and him, the, the, they go, all right, is, uh, is the school empty? And Jake's like, yeah, man, everyone's everyone's gone. Oh, well, before all that, um, Rick goes to the hospital and he sees Emil and he's just trying to talk to him. Emil's all fucked up. Uh, breathing tubes. I think no, he didn't know breathing. I think he had uh, something in his nose, but it looked like his legs were broken, arms and fat lip and everything. And he's unconscious and his head is wrapped up. And Rick is just kind of spilling his guts like, man, I don't, I don't know why I think I can do this. Because I just, I'm sorry that this happened to you. And then uh, he's got almost, almost to the point of tears. And Emil kind of wakes up and goes, wuss. And he kind of goes, what? And he goes, what? And he goes, you're a wuss. And then he's like, oh, man. And he, he can basically tell him, goes, man, he goes, I got this shit beating out of me uh, for this. Telling him that because Rick just thought he was telling him, he was like, I just give up. Maybe I should just leave before anyone else gets hurt. And that's when Emil kind of came to. So I think this scene happened before he cr- confronts Victor. Oh, he did? Yeah, because he has a montage of him drinking. And then he goes to the hospital and he the fights to the, the elevator door. Because it's okay. closed it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, because uh, yeah, he does, yeah, he has a drink and he. He uh, he sees um, or he even goes and sees what's her name, uh, Miss Orozco. Yeah. So, because he goes see he goes to her house and finds out that uh, she's quitting. She's like, I'm, I got a job somewhere else. I'm I'm out of here. I can't, I can't go back to that school. Just, yeah, because I think that's when they find out uh, what's his name, Skip Bale. Uh, White, White Zach. Zach. Yeah, yeah, which I'm like, he's a juvenile. Why is he getting bailed? Who's bailing him out? Yeah. I mean, Not yeah, his I'm, gang. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Rick, uh, uh, Victor and them <laughs> fronted him the bread. I, I don't know. This movie's all over the place. But yeah, because they said he jumped bail and he, he was out. So... She just said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So have a good." Which, which is understandable. I mean, yeah, I mean, you just got, be, yeah, almost got raped at, at at your place of work, and you're supposed yeah. to go back there. Yeah, this where there should have been security still there. Security should be the last ones to leave, but then we wouldn't have that scene in the movie. So yeah, she just said, "I'm out," and he's like, oh, "Okay." So, so we get to uh, the next day. And school's all over with. All the students are gone. He tells them, he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, is everyone gone? Or he goes, yeah, he goes, everyone's out. But when you look out the window, uh, all the students are still uh, lining the streets. They're not on school property. They're on the other side of the fence. But they know something's going down. So they're like, man, fuck. So he's kind of like, all right, well, all we can do is wait. So 
you see uh, White Zach. He comes jumping the fence, and he goes uh, running into the room. I don't know why all the doors weren't locked, but okay. So <laughs> he gets in, <laughs> and then we see Victor and his gang. They come rolling in, and they uh, all come in. They all come into the high school. Victor, JoJo, and uh, Jerry Curl, whatever that guy's name was. Was there a fourth guy? Or was it just the three of them? Uh, I think three, if there was a fourth one, he got no screen time and no name. <laughs> so, yeah, they all they all go into the school. Um, uh, White Zach is running around, and he gets confronted by uh, Jake, because Jake sees him. And then uh, they kind of get into a little scuffle, because White Zach is just... He didn't have a ski mask on, did he? No. I think he was just there. So, yeah, they kind of get into it, and uh, Jake beats the shit out of him. And then, uh, oh, he did, he, th- he kind of threw him out a window, but he didn't, like, fall to his death. He just knocked him out, and half of his body is hanging out of the window. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so Jake is, uh, he's, all right, he's running around trying to go lock up the other doors. Um, Victor and the gang come running in. And then Victor, or Jake's uh, walking, or um, Rick is looking out, outside, and he sees, uh, he's walking around the hallways, and he sees um, Jerry Curl, uh, JoJo, <laughs> and Victor. So uh, Rick uh, goes following uh, JoJo because he leads him down into the, into the locker room, into the shower room. Um, must have been different times when they built this high school for showers because our showers was just one room <laughs> and no walls, no no privacy, everyone hanging 10 <laughs> in the showers. So, um, so he's kind of looking around. Jake is still running around because he, he's starting to hear things. And uh, he goes into this little supply uh, closet but uh, Jerry Curl pushes him in and then uh, padlocks it. And Jake is like, you let me out. <laughs> so uh, Jerry, girls take, Jerry Curl goes taking off back, back down into the basement. And then Victor comes walking in. And uh, I don't know how big the shower room is, but uh, they start uh, chasing him. They, uh, they start turning on all the water. They start slamming the doors on the, on the, the, the shower doors. And then he, Jake is just trying to hide and, and get away from him. They kind of duck behind the walls, and they're all looking at each other. Uh, finally, um, uh, Jake is or, uh, yeah, Jake is back in that room. He busts the window, and then he's, like, kicking out. Uh, There's, like, that metal uh, screen that they have on there, yeah. like a, secu- a security screen after he breaks the window. So he's trying to kick that out. Uh, Victor and those guys hears it. He goes, hey, man, go check out and see what that is. So Jerry Curl goes running up there. Uh, and then uh, Jake gets out. And then they kind of get into a, a scuffle. Jake is uh, fighting Jerry Curl. JoJo and Victor are still chasing um, Jake around. Uh, not Jake. Uh, Rick. <laughs> chasing him around in the shower room. Uh, and then they, they basically catch him. And uh, 
Victor's got his gun on him, and then he kind of gives the gun to uh, to JoJo and like here. No, he was getting no. Uh, Victor's holding the gun, and JoJo had a, a switchblade, and he's telling him, "Get him, cut, cut him." And then while that's going on, Jerry Curl, he gets the shit beaten out of him by uh, Jake. <laughs> Jake let him know he used to play football. Yeah. <laughs> so this old man's about to beat up this other man <laughs> with the Jerry girl. Oh, so uh, Victor is yelling at Jojo, like, cut him, cut the son of a bitch. And Jojo's like, come on, man. He goes, look at him. He's scared. And he goes, this, this is bullshit. What are we doing here? And he's like, kill him. And he's like, no, and he goes, if we do that, man, we're going down. And then Victor's just like, oh, all right, man. So he just like, and Jake is, or uh, Rick is like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And Victor just gets tired. And then he just turns the gun on Jojo and shoots him in the head. Rest in peace, Jojo. Yeah. So um, when uh, Jake is fighting Jerry Curl, when he hears the gunshot, uh, Jerry girl goes, you hear that? He goes, your boy's dead. And then that's when uh, Jake uh, throws Jerry curl over the side of this rail. <laughs> Rest <laughs> in peace, Jerry girl. <laughs> I don't know if he was dead. Maybe he just got knocked <laughs> out. But <laughs> when he, uh, he hits him and he goes flying over the rails down to the next floor, he, the, the camera goes over and we just see Jerry curl laying there kind of just spazzing out. So, so if he's uh, not if he's not dead, he's fucked up. Yeah, we, we all remember what happened to Miguel when he fell <laughs> off the stairs. So um, speaking of that, when's that next season coming out? This year or next year? I want to say this year. That should have been out already, man. They they teased me last year with two seasons. <laughs> anyway, um, oh no, uh, White Zack is still running around because uh, uh, after Jake beat up. Um, Jerry Curl, he goes running down the hall and White Zack comes uh, jumping out with a crowbar and then Jake just knocks him out, bink, and then throws him through the glass into the window and psh, knocks him out. Jake is downstairs. Or um, Victor was about to shoot uh, Rick. So he points the gun at him and he's pointing him and then here comes Arturo. Ah, She's got like a bat or something. Knocks the, uh, the gun out of Victor's hand and this is when Jake... And um, Jake, Rick, and uh, Victor start fighting. Uh, Victor was beating the shit out of him, but then he kind of just, he stops. And then uh, Rick starts catching Victor's punches. And <laughs> he powers up. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, my turn. And then starts beating the shit out of Victor. Victor's just got, the, just getting his ass whooped. And then he's like, they're uh, fighting towards uh, the doors. Uh, Jake comes running around the corner. He's standing there watching, and Victor's just had enough. He's like, no more, no more. And uh, Rick's like, that's right. And then he throws Victor out of the door. All the kids that are outside watching uh, the fight, they all like jump. One of them's jumping up and cheering, and I guess he bumps somebody, and then you know how that goes. And next thing you know, they're all fighting <laughs> in the street. <laughs> But then uh, Jake's like, no more. And then they all stop. Oh, so he said no more. So <laughs> the cops show up. They haul off Victor. And 
Arturo, Jake, and uh, Rick are all standing there hanging out. And goes, all right, well, all right, we did it. I'll see you tomorrow, or whatever they said. And that's uh, that's your movie. Well, before all that, when they're sitting there, we they, the camera goes and we see these guys. Um, this is when you see my friend Anthony standing behind the fence. <laughs> you see um, one of the dudes like, who are you supposed to be, man? And uh, or no, he goes like, who the hell are you or who the hell are you supposed to be? And then Arturo goes, he's a principal, man. And then uh, Rick just looks at him. I'm the principal, man. And then <laughs> that that's your movie. <laughs> he gets on his bike and. I assume we didn't have to answer no questions to the cops <laughs> unless we missed that whole scene. So he goes riding off into the sunset back to, I assume he lived in Alameda because he came through the Alameda tube. But his apartment looked kind of reminded me of those apartments in San Leandro. Or, yeah, San Leandro. For those of you that know the Bay Area. But yeah, that's the principle, everyone. Yeah, you never know. He, according to you, he could have been driving in anywhere. Yeah, he could have been going in any direction. He probably lived, probably lived back over the hill, over in uh, Walnut Creek area. Nice area over there. I had some friends that lived over there. Some girls we were chasing, and oh, that was that was a journey. Bus, get on a train, get on another bus, ride our skateboards for nothing. But anyway, that was, well, that was, that when, was, when you're when you're a certain age, to 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 get some, you'll you'll take that journey. Yeah, man, we we, we do what we got to do. <laughs> but the principle, everyone, again, streaming on Amazon Prime if you got it, um, YouTube Premium as well. It's, uh, it's available anywhere, anywhere, and uh, yeah. So, but Bry, you're you're up, man. What do you got for us? I didn't really think of a pick, but you kind of made my pick for me. We're going to go to Eastside High. Lean on me. What's that on uh, HBO Max. Ah, yeah. (laughs) You smoke crack, don't you? We'll get into that next week. (laughs) It kills your brain cells. What happened to that guy, Steele? (laughs) I think he got into trouble with the law a couple times. Have we done juice yet? You know what? I was just watching Juice today, and I was trying to because we've done so many fucking movies. I can't, I can't remember. I don't remember either. Um, if we did, we might have to do it again because I don't remember. <laughs> did you ever get that steel book? No, man, I missed it. I think it's still available though. Hmm. Well, it was Best Buy, wasn't it? Yeah. Let me look really quick. Juice. You got the juice now, Grandma. I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's hell, buddy. And that was that's what I liked about that movie. They got a lot of the people that were in Boys in the Hood and all that yeah. <laughs> still to put in that one. Not at Best Buy anymore, but I see that it's uh, eBay. Um, let me see. Juice it was 4K. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Forty dollars. And I can hear Mike saying, "You don't even own a 4K TV." Ah, uh, no, no. <laughs> I got a 4K TV. I just don't have the 4K, oh, yeah, player. 4K player. Thirty years, damn. 
This ain't the steel book that I saw. Is this? The one I seen was like a gold color. Let me look it up. Hmm. Yeah, this this ain't the one that I'd seen. Juice 4K steel book. The one you're looking at said $23? No, this one says $38.99. And I see some for $50. Yeah, that, that, the top one is $23. $23, brand new. That's the one I have. I thought it was... I must have been... Oh, no. I'm. I, it was just the regular 4K that I had seen. That, that's the one I'm thinking of. $23? That ain't that bad. No, that ain't. Where's this at, though? Says brand new. Okay, ships them from the United States. As long as they don't ship from China or somewhere. The steel book I'm kicking myself that I missed was the Lost Boys. I was you didn't get that one? No, man. I was gonna I I just need to pre order everything from now on. Yeah. That's what I do because uh, I I found out from somebody that worked at one of the Best Buy that there, I guess somebody comes in and, and tries to buy as many as he can. Uh, uh, the, the steel books and I was like, well, you, you know what he's doing with those. Yeah, I'm just flipping them. What was oh, the last one I got was well, other than Friday Thirteenth was um, Conda Forever, the one with uh, Submariner on it. I had to grab both. I was gonna, but that's, I I kind of like this one more. I, mean, I didn't like the movie that much, but. I think the cover was cool, but since we're doing Blu-ray talk, I picked up the the old school, the classic Universal Dracula and uh, Wolfman steelbooks. They were like fifteen bucks. Where? Best Buy. They were on sale. They brought them back. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the Universal collection is the the old school. They had, they had a Frankenstein one. A Dracula one and a Wolfman, and I ha- I had the Frankenstein, but I never got the Dracula and Wolfman. And then I seen that they were on sale for fourteen ninety nine, so I had to scoop those up. Oh man, because they're the only ones I have. I got Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and the Mummy. I need. See, I don't have Creature or the Mummy. Um. Dracula, um, Bride of Frankenstein, and Invisible Man. Those are the ones I need. This is Steelbook. Hmm. Must just be up of yours because I don't have them down here. Yeah. When did you get them? Like recently? Uh, this week. Uh, I ordered them last week. Yeah, they're, they're not here. Universal Monsters 4K. I don't want that big box in. I, I just I just wanted the separate ones. So, but I'll have to look around. Yeah, the, I uh, see it on Best Buy's website. Dracula Steelbook 4K, 14.99 clearance. Uh, I have to send you money. Because they don't have. Well, they're only $20 on uh, eBay. Well, shit, that's just Dracula. Which ones did they have up there? 
Well, this is on the, the Best Buy website. I, I checked here and mine, and there's it doesn't even have it's not even coming up. The only yeah. thing coming up is the big giant box set. But I don't the know. One's coming up on mine is uh, Dracula's Steelbook, Frankenstein, Wolfman. That's it. Maybe if I just I just typed in Universal Monsters. Let me see. If I just type in Dracula. Maybe that'll come up. Nope. I didn't even pop it. Really? Carrie's got a steel book? Oh, you fuckers. (laughs) Is this the Scream Factory one? Yeah, it just came out. Ah, do I need it? No, but you know you want it. Yeah, (laughs) I want it, but do I need it? I have... I have the first go around. I don't. I don't actually have the the carry, um, regular uh, Scream Factory carry one. I just whatever the first go around was, whoever put that out. That's the one I have. Type in Dracula 4K. Oh man, you guys are killing me over here. I hate it, man. Scream Factory. Uh, I'm gonna go nuts at um, Frightmare at the Arrow booth. Uh, yeah. That's what got all my money the last time. I went straight in there. I don't even Dracula 4K don't even pop up. There's nothing. I don't know. I I need to look at the, at all my Universal Steelbooks. I'm not sure. I know I have Creature. That was the first one I got. Uh, Taylor hooked me up with the Mummy. Then I know I have Frankenstein. I I need to. I have them all just regular format but I wanted all the steel books. I remember when they first came out they were pretty pricey but then no one was buying them. Yeah. And then once they then once the price dropped everyone swooped them all up. So but. And that's why I got the Dracula and the Wolfman. They were fourteen ninety nine. So I was like gotta pick them up because I know everybody else that's probably why it's not popping up. Yeah everyone bought them all up. All right everyone that's it uh this episode come back Next week for Lean on Me. If you got HBO Max and you haven't seen Lean on Me, watch it and then you can uh, roll with us as we uh, talk about it. But well, if you haven't seen Lean on Me, shame on you. Yeah, I should have seen it. Oh man, I got a lot to say about that movie, and I'm gonna be mad <laughs> with some of it, especially that that one mom that well, was trying to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> but. Um, everyone go to uh, thehorrorreturns.com for everything. Links to all the shows. Links to the Patreon. Links to I think my Skaterness podcast networks in there. I don't know. Lance told me, but I can't remember. Yeah, it's links should be on the website and links will be in the description for this episode. Yep. Shoot on over to T Public. Pick up a Horror Returns t-shirt. Be one of the cool kids. Um, how many designs now? Four or five. And uh, I showed you the one we possibly have coming up for Stream Fiends. So. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be up, everyone. Because um, just look at the thumbnail. We're going to use it. Put it on a t-shirt as well. Um yeah, just go over to uh, com for uh, everything. And that'll shoot you to all that. To the YouTube channel, to the TikTok, to 
this and that. <laughs> so just get out. Everything is there. Become a Patreon subscriber for extra bonus stuff. Um, It'll be on there one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, brother Lance. Get, get on it. Um, yeah, but T Public, just search the Horror Returns or click the link below. And uh, you got five designs on there. Pretty soon there should be a sixth one. And that'll be for Stream Fiends. We haven't got an Action Returns one yet. I'm sure that one's coming as well. But Yeah, stream uh, Action and Wrestling, actually, I think, are being worked on next. Cool. So you got the classic designs and you got the new designs. Shout out to uh, Not So... Lonnie, was that it? Not so uh, artsy, I think, is the the, the original design or the yeah. skull design. I don't know why I'm spacing. Uh, I I hear red. <laughs> not, <laughs> not so Lonnie. Yeah. Not so artsy on Instagram. Sorry, <laughs> I hear it every week, but I, for some reason I space for a second. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> excuse me, um. Steve Carlton from the Geeks podcast, yeah, aka he, uh, the League of Geeks. Um, he did the designs, the newer uh, ones. I don't know his exact Instagram handle, but at uh, Boondock Boondocks Arts. Yep, um, I think he does music too as well. So, yep. well, he did the intro for the, the Horror Returns. So he does all that. But yeah, go over to T Public. You got uh, five designs to choose from. Three classic designs, two new ones. Uh, I'm not sure when the the stream fiends one will be up there yet. Um, and while you're there, horror return or at the T Public, shoot on over to ours uh, links down below and uh, pick up a E Society or a Magnus T-shirt. We got a new design in the work right now. Talking to one of my buddies, it's an artist, graphic designer, and he's gonna design us a cool new E Society shirt that we can throw on there. So. But. Yeah, pick up the, the NWO inspired one so you can be ESP for life. Yep. <laughs> so, but uh, with that, everyone, just uh, come back next week for more. Lean on me and uh, just be safe out there. So, until then, party on. And be safe and good to each other. Peace.